And we are back to talk to you. Star Marshall, live uncut. I'm LX. Tell him I'm chilling with the lovely ladies, my co host. To my left, Mama Leo. And to my right, Queen X in his house. Yes, my two lovely, beautiful black African American sisters, queens of their own. Anyway, we're back here talking about why do you believe what you believe? It's pretty deep, y'all. <laughs> right. The MacBook has to turn on and back and back off for just that. Just to listen in. Just, just like what? Do <laughs> <laughs> what he say? Why do you believe? Yes. So, um, this is um part two. Part two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you guys want to listen to part one where we kind of get a little bit more into it, you can listen to um, the uncut version of part one of this episode. Why you believe what you believe on blogtalkradio.com slash the OMR show. Okay, yeah. we do everything uncut over there on that page. Um, you guys can find the full length of this entire um, uh, show, the whole part one and two together. It'll actually be available only on csweetmusic.com. Okay, so on csweetmusic.com, make sure you guys go to C S U I T E music dot com and search for the Omar podcast. Yeah. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and get back into it. Uh, <clears throat> this part, we're actually going to get more into some facts and some contemplations. This show is about finding answers, you know, and getting you to think before it's illegal. Okay. Obviously, it's going to be illegal one With day. This <laughs> current <laughs> president. It's going to be like, I, I want people to stop thinking altogether. Right. <laughs> so, like, my question is this. Um, do we really need belief to survive? Yes. Like, I, I really cannot picture a life without me believing. I, I'm, I'm very old school when it comes to a lot of my, you know, a lot of my lacing and a lot of my teaching came from my pops and my uncles and all the rest of that. So, you know, I truly believe if, you know, you stand for something yes. or you fall for anything. Yes. And you know? belief gives you a, a direction. Yeah. When you have something to stand on, it's it's a little different than not standing on something. You know, like anything could come up the wind and you just blow with it. Like, all right, you know, all right, gaze is hot right now. Cool, I'm gay. <laughs> and, it's right. not, and it's not a problem with, you know, the choice that you're making. The problem is the fact that you're not doing your due diligence when making that choice. You no. know, like I had a I had a, a situation with a neighbor who I watched his um I watched him grow up from like early teenage years to well, middle school age, like now. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked about that if he's 18. He's like, I'm 20. I'm like, oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> but, I mean, so, you know, that's about as long as I've known him. Mm-hmm. And I came over to my mom's house. You know, he stayed across the street from my mom's house. And he has these piercings in his cheek. And I'm like, okay, if you can give me a real live reason that you came up with mm-hmm. to justify why you're doing this, because I personally don't see the point. But if you can tell me why you're doing this, then I'm going to have to acquiesce to that being your decision. Okay, and let me tell you, what he said. He said, well, culturalism and, and the way that, that where I come from and my family and my background, these are the type of parenting that are that I'm most closely connected with, with my ancestors. Nope. 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 Damn. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't really have an answer. At all? Did he say you? Well, he was just like, I wanted to get dimples. Oh, shit. And that was like, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, 
you know, I said, now, you want dimples. Okay, now, why do you want dimples? Do you want them because you think they make you look good? Why do you think they make you look good? Like, when you start to ask yourself these questions, nine times out of ten, you're going to arrive at the answer that it's because of something society has conditioned you to want or desire or believe. Like, skinny is beautiful, or white is right, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all of those things. But all of those I, things. All, all I'm saying, if you believe that, believe. make that your belief. Right, and then my thing is, like, if that's what you believe, let that be because you did your mm-hmm. research, because you found and been exposed to other ways. You're like, nah, I don't like that. Uh, this one's right. The white you know skin what I'm is the skin to go with. Blonde yeah. hair, blue eyes, love it. I mean, it. if you can really justify that, I have I, no problem accepting that that's what you believe. I've met, I've met some, some, I wouldn't call them racist, but I've just met people who just believe in different things that I did not believe in. And they were just like, no offense to your people. It's just that I don't find it, you know, preferably what I would want to do or hang out with. And I was like, you know what? You as a person actually have that right to be like, nah, I don't want to hang out in like a black club or I don't want to eat fried chicken or, you know, kinky hair does look kind of messy to me. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's your belief. Right. But Just do not fix your mouth to talk down on the person that's, exactly. that is what that they're going to do. That's why I wouldn't call them racist. They wouldn't talk to them. At the end of the day, I don't like no, no seasoning on my chicken. So that's how they like their chicken. I ain't mad at you. You know, do your thing, Pippin. I ain't mad at you at all, but I just like a little seasoning, salt, pepper, garlic, salt. You know, you know, whip it up, throw a little flour on that thing, throw it in the grease, pop, 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 pop. You know, all that. I like, that's how I like my chicken. They like it differently. I mean, I can see from both sides because, you know, my family is Creole and my auntie, for health reasons, she cooks with very little seasoning. But still seasoning. But... Her? When I take these, Ooh. when I take these white folks to actually take chicken, throw it on the grill, just like that. After wrapping, <laughs> <laughs> I am not. It's the flavor from the charcoal. And, and I'm not kidding you. And, 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 and every white person that that can cook is usually because they were around some type of southern black person. They be like, ah, child, do it. But I've been to white barbecues, white people barbecues. I've been in the midst. All right, I don't even call it a barbecue. It's a grill fest. Because that's all they're doing. They're taking food the and throwing it on the grill. I'm try- I'm, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but I'm still trying to understand Sorry. what that's going to I just I taste like. I just feel like that's going to be some You know that air that you taste? <laughs> they say the smoke is supposed to be the flavor. I mean, overseas is something that did not taste yeah, good. Yeah, so, right. No. When the Native Americans are pulling rosemary and things out of the bush to season meat with, you know you're supposed to season your meat. <laughs> Why are you so angry? <laughs> it's imaginary chicken. I'm like, daddy. I'm for real, though. Like, I mean, at the bottom line, it just depends on your preference. But I just want, I would, it would be nice for everybody to acknowledge the fact that their upbringing, their environment, Meeting and their experience, it, it does mean something. It means everything because that's where we get our beliefs from. I was always taught to have an excuse for what you do. Like I, I I'm even uh, I'm even known for having an excuse for everything. Like <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh,
You don't understand because you're not trying to. I just told you why. I'm not saying you should excuse what I've done. You don't understand why. But you did ask me why did I do that. I'm telling you why. So don't get mad at me. I just now got just the, understand my life. At this moment, I just got the difference between reasoning and excuse. Right. Like, I'm asking you to excuse me from this. Like, hey, excuse me. <laughs> right. Like, please completely and totally <laughs> just disregard <laughs> everything that I've done <laughs> not just now, not even though I just slapped you in the face. <laughs> it's not done. Like, I'm not going to lie. I had a dream that my mom was getting on my nerves. And I threw a pizza box at her. <laughs> and I immediately regretted it because I was like, oh my God, I was, I just, I'm so sorry. And she did not take it. She was just hot. Don't you dare throw a pizza box at you. I was daring throw a pizza box at you, mom. I was just saying that dream, like, I was so, I was just so irritated. And I was sad that I actually. Like went with my first mind and reflex and just threw the box like. I almost want to have a dream about you in the pieces I thought about you talking about something about that being a woman. But you know what's funny? I've seen a video where this where this little boy's mom was recording him and said something to him. Oh yeah, and I see the video gave mama off and he flicked her off. Cause that was his first thought, and then he hurried up and covered his mouth like, ooh, right. Ooh. Now he, now she turned around and asked him, you know, why did you do that? <laughs> and he was like, well, my reasoning was, my friends always thought, blah, blah, blah. You right. irritated me. My reflex was to flick you off. She might not like that reality. That's, That's not a good. No, it's not a reason. It's a reason me. No, not from a child. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's good. But see, that's where people, that's where we get messed up. We have a lot of words where have a negative connotation, like excuse, you know what I mean? And in reality, those are just words. You know what I'm saying? We apply those emotions to them. All, everything that happens is a, a bit. You can either feel good, bad, or indifferent about it. And depending on that feeling is going to be how you react, which is why it is important to consider your experiences. Like, if, for example, a woman who has been abused, all her life. Mm-hmm. Punched in the face means I love you. If she goes out and dates a guy who doesn't hit her, she's going to treat him as though he doesn't love her. Yeah, that's part of her belief. I mean, and it, but it's her experience. You know, no, she's not going to, she right. might not, she might not verbally say that. Around, you, know? <laughs> you know, she might not verbally say that, but that's how she's operating. You know what I'm saying? And And vice versa. You can't tell me that you put to me in the face is love. I'm gonna look at you sideways and try to cut you <laughs> because I I did I never grew that, up that to believe that. You know what I'm saying? So it, uh, your environment, your upbringing, the the way that you live your life, the way that you think, and how you respond to these events and these words and all these other things, all of that dictates you know your belief. And, well, and that's acknowledge that. Well, well, what, what is the part that we learned in uh, school? Is, uh, is you have your inherited traits and then your environmental traits. Right. You know, mm-hmm. The way the, what you are really naturally going to have just from you know who your parents are, and then right. the, what you're going to believe from the environment that you're around. Well, I mean, and I, your environment can shape. You know, you're, you're not. Sure. I mean, if we were, if you were born in like you know East Australia right now, you know you like doing Australian things. You probably your right. your belief system and who you are naturally would be the same that you are living in the in Southern California right now. Well, um, I, I I most definitely say that it does because as I said before, growing up with my grandmother, I took on a lot of her beliefs, and her number one belief is to love everybody. So I try. For, for that portion of it, to give everything 
out that I want to receive back. Right. And as far as California shaping that, that's true. It did, but for me, it took me a different route. It made me feel out of place mm-hmm. because I didn't see anything right. out here that resembled anything that felt like home, and mm-hmm. that made me go on a journey. And for a lot of people, I think that that's an important part, too, because that religion sometimes is the link to the spirituality that right. you need for anything. And for me, like I said before, I turned to commit to figuring out where the first original people came from to right. begin and start there because to know where you're going, you must first know where you come from. And if you ever feel lost in anything that's going on in the world, research it. Search but it out. Yeah, there's Learn too it. much information out there for you to not find a way to know. Right. And and that's that's what we fail to do. And once you once you crack open one door, it's like it's like a million different ones open every couple of seconds for you. So just, like just understand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> once you believe and you can't ever tell door open. And and you can't ever tell me that things like like magic and those things are not true or real because look at the monks standing on sides of baskets. Like he stood on an empty. And you basket. can you can explain science all day long, but to me science is magic. Yes, it is. It's just you know what I'm saying, like it's it's a it's a form of magic, I think, you know, because you can actually, you know, put the right equations and blah blah blah. It's just like if you were to Consider yourself a witch or something, and you're on a apothecary. Only they don't just put the right elements together. Right, you know, or alchemy. Mm. You, you know, alchemy to me is magic. You mm. know, and I want to mix water and dirt, and I made clay. Like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's alchemy. This clay, I could put stuff in it. You know, now you might right. be a scientist and break down how the H2O and the blah 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 and the matter and the this and the that, but either way, it's just your language. And we're actually going to go to um, a break real fast before we get into Frederick Nietzsche. Uh, we have uh, part of his book on truth and lies in a non-moral sense. And he talks about how words and metaphors and everything else. So we're going to get into that after a quick song. Make sure you guys uh, follow us at The OMR Show on everything, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. So we'll be right back.
make ribs. Man, God, no, okay. Take something better. All right, sorry. Yeah, I didn't know what we're back like the new year. I don't know. No, we're back. Like in and out. Wait, when in and out go away? Okay. I mean, you know, like when you don't have a burger and then you go get a burger after you previously didn't have a burger, it's you, back. You really just excuse that one. In and out is back. Excuse that. That. <laughs> I'll take that, yeah. And okay. that is back. I your breath, in your hands, in your mouth, your stomach, your spirit. I think I want some minute out now. Yes, I, I preach. I just made you my disciple. Mm-hmm. All right. And now, hallelujah. <laughs> Eat the burger. Embrace the fries. Where? Do you like it monster style? You know? Monster. <laughs> no, so anyways, y'all, we crazy, but we back. It's Queen X Mama Leo. And Alex. <laughs> this is uh, OMR show. And in case you guys are old listeners listening to the new show, OMR is actually open minded reality just to make us a little different from some of our competitors. What competitors? I know, right? <laughs> no, I wouldn't even. Who am I kidding? There's nobody like us uh, out there. Nah, so, nah. Um, we're talking about uh, Frederick Nietzsche. He created a, a essay. Um, caught on truth and lies in a non-moral sense. And I don't know where he's from to have a name like Nietzsche. Maybe he's German? It looks German. Or Italian. Nah, that's not Italian. But anyways, um, it was written in 1873. He has a magnificent mustache. He does. He's like the definition of a stasher. Um, He basically is arguing that concepts are metaphors which do not correspond to reality. And that although all concepts are human inventions, human beings forget that they are, you know, inventions after inventing them and then believe them to be true. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read, and this whole, like, just the first few pages is mind-blowing information to make you reconsider, like, oh, really? But I'm going to read a couple paragraphs um, from just the first few pages. <clears throat> um, he says, the various languages placed side by side show that with words, it is never a question of truth, never a question of adequate expression. Otherwise, there would not be so many languages. The thing in itself, which is precisely what the pure truth, apart from any of its consequences, would be, is likewise something quite incomprehensible to the creator of language and something not in the least worth striving for. This creator only designates the relations of things to men. And for expressing these relations, he lays hold of the boldest metaphors. To begin with, a nerve stimulus is transferred into an image, first metaphor. The image, in turn, is imitated in a sound, second metaphor. And each time there is a complete overleaping of one sphere right into the middle of an entirely new and different one. One can imagine a man who is totally deaf and has never had a sensation of sound in music. Perhaps such a person will gaze with astonishment at Cialdini, at Claudini, um, or Clatney, I think it was, whatever, um, sound figures, some guy. Perhaps <laughs> he will discover their causes in the vibrations of the string and will, and will now swear that he must know what men mean by sound. So basically he's saying, you know, imagine we're trying to describe what sound is yeah, to right, someone. Right. And who hasn't seen or heard music? Mm-hmm. How would how would we make them? How would we make it clear to that person what music is? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he goes on to say, "It is this way with all of us concerning language. We believe 
that we know something about the things themselves when we speak of trees, colors, snow, and flowers. And yet we possess nothing but metaphors for these things, metaphors which correspond in no way to the original entity. The same way that the sound appears as a sand figure, so the mysterious X of the thing in itself first appears as a nerve stimulus, then as an image, and finally as a sound. Thus the genesis of language does not proceed logically in any case. And all the material within and with which the man of truth, the scientist, and the philosopher later work and build is not derived from Never Never Land, mm-hmm. is at least not derived from the essence of things. So basically, we're speaking in metaphors. At all times. And that's what we talked about before, you know, we went yeah. on the break. You know, so my philo- philosophical question, and you guys can read, um, you know, this book. Uh, on Truth and Lies in a Non-Moral Sense by Frederick Nietzsche. Uh, we'll put it, post it up on our Twitter if you guys don't know how to spell his name. Uh, we're at the OMR Show and at Caliwood Media Network. So if you guys want to go ahead and go there, and we'll provide, provide a link um, to the book. But one of the most philosophical questions that we want to leave you guys with um, before we close out is if you weren't, if I asked you why you believe what you believe, and you couldn't say because somebody told it to you or taught it to you or you read it somewhere, what would your answer be? I don't think there is an answer for that because every last piece of information, as, as human beings are, you know, cellular organisms that are supposed to hand down information, for, you know, but no one was, besides who was there knows what really happened. So all we have are these stories. And, and just how, uh, what's my guy's name? That we're Frederick just, uh, Nietzsche. Frederick Nietzsche was just explaining that, you have to tell these stories in ways that people can understand. If, I, if you've never seen a drawer or knew what a drawer was, and I said, hey, put that in a drawer, and I had to explain to you a drawer, the thing that opens like this, and I would have to use metaphors and similes for you to understand these things, and I would have to put it together in a way that's colorful for you to be like, for your mind to be like, okay, I understand. Now I put it open. I put stuff in there. This is for stuff to go in. Got it. Now you understand what a drawer is, and this is how we understand any belief in life, is that you hand it down to you in a colorful, metaphor, similar way that, that makes you understand it, and and now you you through your own understanding and through life because I don't think that you know some people and I want to put most some people do get the story and just stick with it. Some people go out and look further for the truth. And I think all people should be truth seekers. Should never ever you know sit and be settled on one piece of truth because it's it's a puzzle out there. If you ask me, life is a whole it's a big jigsaw puzzle. You got to put piece by piece history, religion, science, right. math, mm-hmm. everything has to. Now you got to put it all together to make it make sense. And once you do all that, every last piece needs each other. Right. Yes, indeed. There's a word that um, I found. I was looking, I was reading earlier from Amazon and their um, uh, description of what the book is that we we're referring to on Truth and Lies. And they, I came across a word. It is epistemological. Hmm. And epistemological means pertaining to ep- epistemology a branch of philosophy that investigates the origin, nature, methods, and limits of human knowledge. Hey, and that? that kind of describes a lot of what we do. Yeah. You know, try, on the show, what we what we do is try to figure out the, the beginnings of things because I find that anything after the beginning has been tainted, like in the game of telephone. Mm-hmm. The messages get screwed up uh, all the time. And it may not be on purpose, but sometimes it is, and we need to have the wisdom and the, the knowledge to know when that was. 
you know, and, and how we can go about that living now, you know. And it's crazy, like, as much as I'll tell you, like, I can't stand history, I really do like learning about no. my authentic history. History is my favorite. It's just American history that gives them on earth. And I said that to my auntie because I told her, like, growing up, I never knew that there were, you know, black kings and queens. I didn't know that. And she's yeah. like, well, yeah, I mean, it's U.S. history. And, I mean, that makes sense. But when you have people who who origins are not of the U.S., you have to give them more. And that's where they failed to educate us. And some would conspire to say that it was done on purpose. It is. It's it definitely done on purpose. There's, there's no even need, need to conspire. Just say that. I was about to cuss. Say it. It, is, <laughs> it has been done on purpose because, like um, Queen was saying earlier, the power of words. Well, why didn't I create this word or why didn't this – who told me how it's supposed to be spelled this way? Right. It's because somebody took the language that was originally known by the first peoples or what have you and have hidden it, taken it, and, and have thrown it to the wind so that when we say things, we don't necessarily understand exactly – what is supposed to really be said and how to really say these things. That part. So, yeah, keep us ignorant of everything that, that, that we're supposed to know. So we don't know anything. and There's nothing that they're going to teach us about ourselves. We just were slaves, remember? And even so, like, even though you may be like, well, if words and metaphors, what's the point of caring about them? What's the point of studying them and everything else and their origins and all that kind of stuff? The important thing about it is because we've attached so much meaning to it. And, and the vibrations of our sound are what creates things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you're out there uh, speaking certain things with a certain energy, it changes. It changes the vibe. It changes the course of your way. I mean, how come every time people say, oh, well, we start out the morning, nine times out of ten, it won't, you'll end up having a bad day. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's because your energy is that sense.